Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Fratelloni's Ace Hardware and Garden Stores brings you this Garage Logic podcast best of. I'd give you the uh, record temperatures, but I'm out of the I'm out of the room today. And those record temperatures, of course, are brought to you by Aquaside, keeping your beach free of weeds. And now, from the mayor's office above the boathouse on the east shore of Spoon Lake, it's Garage Logic with Rookie on Production. Chris Reavers, Director of Social Media, John Hyde in the Newsroom, and occasionally Kenny from the Krabby Coffee Shop. Here is your Flashlight King, Fireworks Commissioner, and Keeper of Common Sense, your Mayor, Joe Souchere. That's right, it's a Garage Logic Podcast Best of Today. Reavers here back in the GL Podcast Studios, keeping a close eye on the Twins game. On in one eye, and on the other eye, we're going to put together a pretty good Garage Logic podcast. Best of. Thank you so much for tuning in. We're going to go back a few years to a warm February day back in 2002. I hope you enjoy the best of Garage Logic. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you the fireworks commissioner of Garage Logic, Joe Souchere. Good afternoon, 50 degrees. If, if a winter storm is going to arrive, it's, uh, it's just going to have to do so suddenly, isn't it? There's no, uh, there's no indication of any uh, winter weather. It's 50 degrees. That's nice. Is it sunny? Please, Very sunny. Please, could you tell me, please? Could you open your curtains? Please, sir. Thank- oh, baby, is it sunny? All right, thank you very much. My name is Joe Sucher, a director of Garage Land Security. And I am still shaking. Still shaking. Yeah. What are you shaking? Oh from? yeah. Did uh, is there <clears throat> trouble? Oh boy. I'm still troubled. What is it? Oh, mayor. I was peacefully uh, reading last night. All right. When uh, I was joined in the room uh, by a kid I used to have. Right. Okay. Sure. And she said, I have to watch something on MTV. Ooh. Right? Well, I don't mind. I remember when MTV actually had music on it. <laughs> she would show you a video or two. And for her own uh, amusement and curiosity, she wanted to watch something about plastic surgery. Oh. That on MTV, uh, whatever show this was, don't ask me why MTV was... Messing with plastic surgery. Doing something about plastic surgery, I have no idea. And I I watched in abject horror Mm -hmm. this show. I mean, I hate to say that I wasted an hour of my life doing it, but it was was the most appalling, frightening thing I've ever seen. I am not exaggerating. Did they go through, uh, they had a a subject that went through? They had four subjects. Okay. One gal who had one liposuction too many. And she kind of looked, her legs looked like the elephant man. She looked worked over. And she needed dozens of corrective surgeries. And she was kind of, uh, uh, she was kind of the anchor in this thing. They would keep coming back to her as a a reminder of, uh, you might want to give it a second thought (laughs) before you go have some quack stick a tube up your ass to pull all the fat out. So, uh, and but what was frightening? Oh, then then the other subject was an extraordinarily overweight uh, young woman who needed bariatric surgery. She that's when you staple your stomach, right? Okay. Uh, and sure. Of the of all of the four subjects, she was she was the one who most needed medical help. All right. Well, except for elephant woman legs, she needed right, help right. to get straightened out. <laughs> then they had a twenty-three year old guy named Luke. Oh, and he was uh, 
he wanted calf implants. He had silicone calf implants because he felt that his calves were a shortcoming in his physique. Okay. And that this would make him perfect. Hmm. And then they had two uh, women. These were the two that frightened me the most. What was their... Oh, two 25-year-old Beverly Hills types. Okay. Who who quite literally were empty-headed. It, it, As it, if uh, Luke wasn't enough. These Luke, They made Luke look smart. <laughs> All right. And they were fairly attractive in an artificial way. They had both already had uh, breast enhancement surgery. All right. And they were now uh, at the doctor's office uh, to see what else they might do. Just checking the list, it's and, like that and, menu. And, yeah, and so the doctor, he says, well, you know, we can take a little nip here with the lipo, and I can I can fix your nose just a little. Yeah. And the other one's saying, you know, I need fuller lips and all this. And, oh, and I'm thinking, and by now, honest to God, I'm in a cold sweat <laughs> for two reasons. Yep. One, that, that there are doctors like this. Yeah. And two, that it was a horrible reminder of the stupidity level. Of right. of people, mm-hmm. and uh, and this and then 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 so they do those two girls, and then they do the big lady, and then they do Luke was getting the fake calves, and then they'd go back to elephant legs, you know, uh, and then they go back to Luke, and the Luke the doctor who did Luke, you know, he had gold chains on and oh, stuff, no, the but the receptionist, yeah. the receptionist, had fake breasts so big. Then I'm thinking, now, see, this is a sign to me, yeah. you know. You go into the doctor, you right. know, and, and uh, of course, if you go into the doctor in the first place and you want fake calves, yeah. I suppose you think that the receptionist is a good sign. <laughs> right. See, if right. I went to the doctor right. yep. and I saw a receptionist that was this preposterous looking, mm-hmm. I'd turn around and leave. You'd I'd say, think, I got a thing. I got a I know I have an appointment. I but didn't I gotta... even put enough money in the meter, and <laughs> I I'll be back. We'll see. Right. You. And I go find somebody else. Yeah. And and I can't I can't describe to you how how appalling this was, with the exception of oh here's what was appalling. Mm-hmm. The with uh, with particularly the woman whose legs were virtually destroyed by too many liposuctions, yeah. and I guess she was. Uh, I guess the purpose of having her on this show was to uh, was to show what can happen if things go wrong. And she gave it to you. I never wanted to have it to anybody else but, again. That kind of, but she had no. Uh, she had no capability of of acknowledging that that she was an idiot. She uh, she kept saying things like. Uh, I feel so helpless that I was betrayed. You know, it was always... And she literally at one point said, I didn't know who to blame, so I blamed my husband, from whom she subsequently uh, became divorced. Mm. In other words, uh, the, the, the mentality that was displayed by these people uh, incorporated... Uh, such a victim status that it was it was it was i i broke out into a cold sweat <laughs> I, I thought this is this is worse than any horror movie i ever saw <laughs> now the big gal the big hefty gal yeah what that, happened to her she she lost uh by the end of the hour she had lost 100 pounds <laughs> you think that might and she was idea. well on her way to health and she needed that she needed medical help that one you might have been for the other candidates that were in this thing the calves that would hurt they oh and this guy he couldn't walk for weeks he was hobbling around and then finally he could walk and he was happy because he had calves jeez oh my god i honest to god i've never i <laughs> honest to god I never, it, it was it was it was frightening i'm sure it'll be replayed over the weekend well it's i would not recommend it to anybody and i would not have watched it well, i gotta see the lady with the legs though no oh she just oh lord good how old was she for heaven's sakes yeah I have no idea. In her, what, third, 40s? Well, you know, you work on them enough, you can't tell how old they are. Yeah. You know. <laughs> and and uh, the two bimbos that had, that went in and just have nipping and tucking mm-hmm. and fixing. And, right. 
Oh, my God. Their goals were to get a boyfriend and be in Playboy. That was their goals in life. <laughs> well, you got to have goals, I guess. <laughs> right. Oh. I don't know what made me confess this. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm glad you did. You know, yeah. you like to you like to be very honest and upfront. And I mean, it, 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 it was uh, it was startling. That's the word. It was startling. Startling. I guess what startled me, I I, I knew that there were people that would do these things mm-hmm. to themselves, but to actually see it and hear them speak was startling. Right. You you they, if I was in a room with them. I, w- I would be very nervous. Would you be looking at Luke's calves? No, think? I would be nervous to be around somebody that stupid. <laughs> I it would just, it would give me the creeps. Yeah. Oh. Because this kid, this Luke guy with the fake legs. That, you know, I don't, under, I don't really don't understand that. He didn't Guys utter, he did not important. utter an intelligent sentence in the, throughout the whole thing. He, he, he was utterly and, and solely devoted to how he looked. That was mm. it. There was no, oh, it was just. You know, did he sound like a California, hey, dude, a surfer guy? No, just no, a no. Even that, even that would have been a sign of that he had some personality. Right. He just, oh, 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 oh. God almighty. <laughs> but I'm, I've decided that then I'm going to do it. <laughs> the calves or the uh, get, breast implants. I'm going to get breast implants. I'm trying to get reduction, so yeah. maybe I'll I'll go on the same day. I'm going to I'm going to get calves, yeah, and lips. <laughs> I've decided I want. Oh man, I see you as a Saturday Night Live character. Those big duck <laughs> lips. <laughs> and I want or the big clown lips, like yeah, I want clown lips. And you say, is there any way you could dye them so they're always cherry red? And I want calves that stick way out. Like Big this. Lou Ferrigno or, yeah. or Arnold at his Way peak. out so that I have to walk bow-legged. Because <laughs> I've always, I'm always wanted that look. <laughs> Big calves, yeah. Jeff? Jeff? Joe, how are you doing? What's the name of that show? It was called uh, Hollywood Plastic. It was the most frightening thing I've ever seen. You know what? My wife and I, my wife was up in bed watching it. I was downstairs watching Fox News or whatever. And I came up and she had it on. She says, Jeff, you've got to see this. And I, I swear to God, when, I, when the show was done, I just felt dirty. I did too. I mean, it, I, I, I told her, I, and, I, and I can't uh, speak for how it really feels, but I said I, felt, I feel raped. I mean, it was like, these people are the most shallow, idiotic people I have ever seen in my life. And it was just like... The thought that kept going through my mind was, these are the kind of people that are going to lead our country. Lead, no, you know, whether it's, no, 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 no. I mean, well, I mean, the, that's the generation. No, I know, so, but we're not that far gone. Uh, they cannot speak for their generations. These just happen to be extraordinary cases. Well, I, I, extraordinary, true, but I, I have a feeling it's kind of a, a sign of things to come. What, what, what is so important to these people is how they look. I mean, that guy, when he went into the bar and was showing everybody his legs, my gosh. I know. I, it I, just I, made I, me sick. Oh, I, I was frightened. I am so glad that you, you saw it because I, I felt like I was the only guy in the world that oh, watched it. I'm never wa- I'll never watch it again. I make yeah. that a vow. Yeah, yeah, is that on all the time? Uh, no, no. I just remember looking through the, uh, the channel thing and seeing it and thought, boy, that would be kind of interesting to watch. But then... I didn't, and my wife was watching it, and uh, it was just—it was frightening. It, it really was. Thank you. Yeah. All right, take care. Bye. Doesn't seem MTV like it seems more TLC or Discovery. You know, you're watching stuff. No, no, it was MTV because these were supposedly young. Uh, MTV was probably making them, trying to make them look hip, and say plastic surgery is okay, except in 20% of the cases, which is the case with this lady. I've had plastic surgery. Have you? Mm-hmm. Where? I, I seriously did one. Now that I think about it, on my lip. Is that because I had? Because I thing. noticed. I noticed that uh, half of it, half of your lower lip, yeah. the the left side, right, is huge. Right. Well, then the other side. I side's... mean, it looks it looks almost fake or yeah, cartoon like. Yeah. And the other side's regular. No, Mister Chuckles. Uh, I no, got that big. I problem. had a thing on there. Oh, uh, uh, like a cancerous thing. Yeah, you don't want those. But the guy who took it out mm-hmm. was a plastic surgeon. Okay. And you know he goes. Therefore, plastic surgery. He goes zip zip zip, yep. and he stitches her up. And boy, those guys, you know, they're great guys. I mean, think of the great work they do. Sure. But to think of these slime balls that prey on these fools mm-hmm. who say, "Yeah, can you take a quarter inch off my thigh here? Give me." Why doesn't he say, "Go work out"? 
<laughs> Go for a walk, right. you tub of goo. <laughs> Jeez Louise. Oh, it's just... Hmm. Don't they take an oath? Isn't there an oath, Hippocratic oath, first do no harm? Well, I'm sure they probably... I mean, how do you justify in that? California, they're No, I'm not saying... blaming... I don't want to blame doctors. Right. And make victims out of these utter fools. Right, because they're not. But when they walk in, the the doctor... Isn't he under some obligation to say, uh, you know, I didn't waste 12 years of my life going to medical school so I could stick this tube in your leg and draw out some fat. You don't need it, honey. Go for a walk if you're worried about that there's a one millimeter of uh, flab here. You know, what? seriously, yeah, I, now no, that I, I think about it, what, what, what justifies the doctor doing that, I wonder? I thought they said first do no harm. Right. Well, what about elephant legs? Right, she's. I mean, she's Although very, I, you know, they never, they never got into it. I'm sure she won millions and millions of dollars. Ah, in, she lost her husband though. in a lawsuit, and, and uh, no more softball. Well, they, they, her legs look pretty good after somebody else fixed them up. Oh, I went in and re, re reworked yeah. on them. Yeah, to rebuild them. <laughs> Better. I stronger, restore motorcycles. Faster. <laughs> These people restore themselves. I don't think you're ready for plastic Can we move surgery? on? I'm sorry I got waylaid by that. That's all right. I'm glad to hear it. I mean, there is a lot of Garage Logic news, and that really doesn't come under the scope of it by any stretch of the imagination, way, shape, or form. Then did you continue on MTV to watch, say, Real World? No, or I did not. No, or? no, no, not at all. I went, oh, I okay. went to watch the news, and I went to bed, and, oh. I, and, I, uh, uh, and that was it. That was it for you. That was it. You... Uh, you were uh, among women like that last night, weren't you? Uh, it was a wild crowd at the place oh, I was over, at, Bullwinkle, last night. Yeah. Yeah. Home by 1045. Oh, I'm sure you In bed Oh, sure you uh, AM 1500, KSTP. <laughs> You're giving me a we don't know that, aren't you? We'll be back. Hey, GLers, I want to tell you about the brand new and latest member of the Garage Logic family. I'm talking about 30 Bales Restaurant. Right in the corner of 11th and Main Street in downtown Hopkins, Todd and Tom are not only longtime local owners of over 30 years at the current location, but they are also longtime fans of Garage Logic. My wife and I, we, uh, we took our boys there for dinner, and they achieved something that was truly unbelievable. They made all four of us happy. I'm telling you, that is unheard of. My wife, she had the grilled salmon salad, you know, because she's health conscious. Uh, the boys had the flatbed bread pizzas and also mac and cheese. And me, well, I started, of course, with a couple of Deschutes Fresh Squeeze IPAs, then the Big Blue Bacon Burger. It's made with local beef, local blue cheese, thick-cut bacon on a grilled ciabatta roll. You can spice it up with Cajun seasoning, but, you know, I'm kind of a wimp, so I declined. It's a well-thought-out, chef-driven, locally sourced scratch midwest kitchen that's not just a great place for dinner but also the best spot for lunch yeah that's right dinner lunch and oh yeah by the way happy hour 3 to 6 p.m tuesday through friday they have six dollar wines five dollar all tap beer and they also have a great selection of tap beer by the way uh three dollar select tall boys and a five dollar menu selections including flatbeds walleye tacos pork sliders the largest patio in the western suburbs take advantage of that while we still can by the way and also a fantastic weekend brunch it's a perfect spot to Go prior to Stages Theater or the Hopkins Center for Arts. They'll take a reservation, too, by the way. You can either do it on open table or call the restaurant directly at 952-930-0369. Check them out online right now. It's 30bales.com. They have free parking right behind the restaurant. It's the critically acclaimed 30 Bales restaurant in downtown Hopkins. Who cut the grass? They'll all want to cut the grass when they see Knack Hardware's line of full-width lawnmowers. Full-width makes tough, durable products that last just about, well... Forever. Full width snowblowers and lawnmowers are Gumption County's number one seller. Why? Because they recognize there's a more for all walks of life. For those in transition from Diversityville or Euphoria, there's the FW10, the standard push mower, easy to use and very environmentally friendly. For the slightly advanced, the FW15 model. This is a 15 horsepower standard no frills mower, just enough power to get the job done. And for those of you who just can't get enough, Full Width introduces the Elvin Straight Memorial model. This 302 horsepower machine is the Cadillac of riding mowers and comes with these standard options. A fully convertible bimini top, no fewer than six beer can holders, 
a garage door opener, twin 42-inch cutting decks, AM-FM stereo cassette with headphones, CD player, cellular phone, air conditioning, and a powerful 302-horsepower six-speed engine. These models will sell fast, so get to Knack Hardware right away to guarantee your lawn and more will be the envy of the neighborhood. This season, go with full-width lawnmowers. Full-width for those who like to know. Hey, who cut the grass? But I just think that, you know, when you talk about these young women that come in and they say that they want a quarter inch off their size and you, you suggest to them that they go and take a walk. Yeah. But that's just, that's not the way that people think anymore. They, they expect absolute immediate gratification. I mean, you, you hit your button on your computer and you expect your modem to, like, click things over as fast as possible. Mm-hmm. People don't want to put forth an effort. Yeah, one of these girls admitted that she, di- she never worked out. Yeah. Well, it's even it's even more than just that. It's just immediate gratification in regards to everything. Mm-hmm. They expect to go into their, you know, graduate from college, go into a corporation and start, you know, turning over six figures. Mm-hmm. They don't they don't want to work for anything anymore. So. All right. Thank you. Yep. Dick. Joel, hi. There's uh, there's an even more ominous aspect to this. I didn't see MTV last night, but they previewed the show on Entertainment Tonight. And the whole title of the preview was the growing amount of, or the increased amount of plastic surgery for teenagers. Those two gals were 18 and 19. Oh, I thought they were about 25. No, that was the whole aspect. They said that this is growing among teenage kids. <laughs> Holy smokes. That's what's really scary. Yeah, where were You wonder parents? where the hell are the parents? Yeah. Who's paying for it? They looked pretty wealthy to me, the yeah. way they talked. Yeah. They'd had a number of procedures done, uh, the, the portion that I saw. Yeah. All right, thank you. Mm-hmm. We don't have to take any more calls on this. I'm done. Here's something else I heard on television last night. Do you realize in Salt Lake City, I heard this on Channel 5's newscast. Mm-hmm. I believe it was Julie Nelson uh, who said it. It was either Julie or Randy Meyer. Yeah, you know, In Salt Lake City, we have one soldier for every 17 athletes at the Olympics. That the security costs as of this moment are $310 million. Okay, look it. Yesterday, you got the bozo flying from Miami to Buenos Aires. He tries to get into the cockpit. Passengers wrestle him, co-pilot conks him over the head with a fire axe, right? These passengers and these co-pilots were the same people who probably had been told to get to the Miami airport three hours early for security checks. The passengers, once again, as they were with the goggle-eyed Richard Reed, were the last line of defense. Matt, either turn that off... Or I'm, turn it down. I'm looking at 494. They've completely shut it down, so I'm trying to get some details here. The passengers, as they have been previously, were the last line of defense. There's another one today. I'll get back to Salt Lake City. I know where I'm going. Uh, just a minute. There's another story. Here it is. The diversion of an Atlantic Coast Airlines flight traveling from Indianapolis, Indiana to New York was the latest in a series of security-related incidents involving U.S. airliners this week. What security-related interests? The plane was diverted Friday morning to an airport in Cleveland because of an unruly passenger, a spokesman for Delta Airlines said. Atlantic Coast is a partner of Delta. Flight 6116 was expected to continue to New York's LaGuardia. Also Friday, a Delta Airlines jet was searched after a bomb at Hartsfield International Airport in Atlanta. Blah, blah, blah. Uh, Get back to the one that was diverted. The passengers subdued the guy who was talking about the Trade Center and acting crazy. 
These passengers had probably been asked to get to the airport two hours early. Oh, look at the clock. Look what the, look what the clock did to me. I'll have to wait now before I get rolling. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. GLers, be sure to get to Grunhofer's Old Fashioned Meats on the north end of Hugo on Highway 61. It's the height of summer right now. It's the height of the grilling season, and there's no better place for brats than Grunhofer's Old Fashioned Meats. Right now, Spencer Grunhofer is doing slider patties, including bacon and cheddar, cheese curd, regular and a brat patty. Rookie burger and ribeye burger in combo packs now. New lasagna brat, incredible chicken brats, jerky, bacon, double-smoked ham. They'll cut that bacon any way you want it, by the way. Buffalo and elk patties, flat iron skirt and hanger steak, beef short ribs, sliced jerky meat to make your own jerky. But best of all, for all of these picnics during the week of the 4th of July, choose from more than 130 flavors of brats. It is absolutely a brat palace. These are pork brats. You don't boil these. You get out there on the grill and you have your own brat bracket. Uh, beef brats too. Chicken brats. As, as I say, the, the the jerky, the beef jerky, the chicken jerky, whatever you want. It's unimaginable. The, flour, uh, the flavors keep changing every day. Uh, sponsor uh, Grunhofer is a professional meat cutter. You'll enjoy talking to him. Everyone in the shop knows how to help you. Uh, Spencer Grunhofer. It's Grunhofer's Old Fashioned Meats.com. You want euphoria? I've got you euphoria right here. The Joe Suchere Show. We didn't delete that? Good now, sir. Okay. Boy, the Pioneer Press has a new website. Mm-hmm. It's horrible. Why? Well, Kelly was trying to explain it to me. We hooked up with, what, TwinCities.com? Okay. And then you go to the Pioneer Press aspect of it. I don't know. I don't like it. Maybe it's just because I had finally gotten used to the other one. Uh, that I could have to be. retrain myself. <laughs> Where was I? Discussing uh, the Olympics, security. I think it is 17 soldiers per athlete, not the other way around. No, I finally figured out what I've been trying to say. Oh. I was struggling with it yesterday and on previous occasions. And I've been alluding to it when I said I fear for the airline industry that people are going to get fed up. And uh, we're we're uh, we're trading too much here for this illusion of safety. There's there's too much security, and I'm uh, I'm now wary of it. I'm wary of uh, Ashcroft and George W. continuing to tell me that there's a reign of terror that's going to pounce any moment, and it's going to require every waking moment and every dollar and every bit of resource to fight it. Hey, the only successful security so far when it comes to airplanes have been normal citizens. So don't give me this B as in B, S as in S, that I got to get to the airport three hours ahead of time and go through this dog and pony show. The only thing that's resulted so far is a new victim class of women who say they've been groped by security guards. I saw a bunch of them on television this morning crying on George Stephanopoulos' shoulder about how uh, they've had impromptu breast exams done uh, right out of the blue because these security guards are taking advantage of their newfound authority. I don't want them right now. We got the audio of that, yeah. There's something wrong here. We're not the ones who are on the run. We're supposed to be the ones running after. We're the ones acting like we're hiding. I mean, this Olympics sounds like a joke. Now, this could be media exaggeration. Uh, and, and, and maybe they're operating very smoothly. And maybe the people who go to Salt Lake will find uh, that the stories have over-exaggerated the situation. Uh, but we don't know that yet. The Olympics officially have not started. They begin tonight with the opening ceremonies. But it sounds like a place you wouldn't want to go near. Uh, thousands of troops. Troops. We have more. Uh, Rumsfeld was bragging today. We have more troops in Utah than we do in Afghanistan. I, I'm... Uh, 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 I may be speaking out of turn here as your mayor, fireworks commissioner, Martha Stewart, and director of Garage Land Security. 
I'm 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 leery here of what's going on. I'm tired of it. Uh, let's get back to the freedom part and less security here. This is ridiculous. Thousands of troops will pour into the streets of Salt Lake City. F-16 fighter jets and Black Hawk helicopters will patrol the skies before the arrival of Mr. Bush for tonight's opening ceremony. Uh, okay, I buy that. You got the chief going, right? All right, we'll, we'll throw him a bone. Whoever the chief is, uh, you're going you're gonna to cover him tonight, right? Agreed. Uh it's interesting to note that the largest theater for the United States is not Afghanistan, Donald Rumsfeld, the defense secretary, said today. It is, in fact, Salt Lake City. We have more people in the area around Salt Lake City for the Olympics than we do in Afghanistan. Well, I'm not proud of that, Don. That bothers me. We can't find the dirt bag, but we now have decided we'll have more. P- We're not the ones on the run. This fruitcake sat in a cave with a 1952 walkie-talkie. We didn't get him, but we now have all our troops in Salt Lake City. Security has been tight at the Olympics ever since 1972, and of course there was that bombing incident in 1996 in Atlanta. Uh, The administration rejected the traditional request by the International Olympic Committee to a ceasefire during the Games, reasoning that such a deal was unlikely to be observed by terrorists. 15,000 armed troops and police will be on the streets of Salt Lake City and guarding other far-flung Olympic sites. Most will be visible, but many will remain unseen at rapid response bases and in unmarked vehicles, including snipers on snowmobiles up in the mountains. This is a James Bond movie. Yesterday, Black Hawk helicopters could be heard circling the city. The F-16s will chase away or shoot down any non-commercial aircraft that strays within a 45-mile radius of the city. During the opening and closing ceremonies, even commercial aircraft will be banned from entering the no-fly zone. Why, you fools? The only people that have successfully stopped any problems on a commercial airliner since September 11th are not any forces of the government. They have been normal traveling citizens. We have been awakened from a deep apathetic slumber. We know what we have to do. A slumber we were put into by a government and a federal regulatory agency that told us to sit in our seats, shut the hell up, and possess no weapons. We're in charge. Follow the rules. September 11th hits. Now what do we want passengers to do? You want them to sit in their seats, stay quiet, and not do anything? No. It's the people that are going to solve this. And I'll tell you something else. Mm -hmm. We've been told that this is a new kind of warfare and that we're all engaged in it. I buy that 100%. Then start trusting me more and back off. This is ridiculous. This This is absurd. The whole... The whole... For the, I'll be right back. The talk station, AM fifteen hundred KSTP. Ricey here with the Canopy Group facts. Number one, the Canopy Group writes more new business in one month than a captive insurance agent writes in three years. How is that possible? Let's share other facts to answer that question. Number two, the Canopy Group offers 16 different insurance companies, not just one. Number three, the Canopy Group offers combined single limit coverage, not split limit coverage. Number four, the Canopy Group offers only one deductible at claim time not two or three or four or more. Number five, at renewal, the Canopy Group shops your insurance with their 15 other companies every year. Captives can't do this because they have only one company. So if you have your insurance with one of the captive agents, remember they don't have any other options for you. Call 800-967-3389 or visit thecanopygroup.com. When the snow gets deep, don't forget to practice your space management. The Joe Suchere Show. Yes, I did. Well, I put that in. It's supposed to snow. Right. What we're doing is fostering a growing dependency on the government. The government hasn't done a damn thing. You think it's taken a turn for even the worse after September 11th? I'll say. 
Let's, as is our custom, go immediately to those who disagree with me. Bob? Yes, hi, Joe. Hi. Uh, I, just, I just think that the more security, the better. If, as long as they're not going to interfere with you know, people's ability to enjoy the games and have fun. I, I've been to Olympics in the past, and uh, my wife was over at Sarajevo, and, and she said they, were, they had a real presence of military there, but it wasn't a big deal. Mm-hmm. And I think, uh, you know, like I say, the more the better. If there's, if anybody's going to do something or try something, uh, you know, the more presence of, of police or security, I think that's going to cut down the likelihood of them doing it. And or if, if, the, if something does happen, uh, you know, they'll be able to squash it quicker. All right. Thank you. Okay, thanks. Good luck. Uh, thank you, too. <coughs> uh, let's see. Okay, I read about the commercial aircraft. Snipers on snowmobiles will patro- will patrol the slopes above some events. Uh, okay, admittedly, that'd be a cool job. <laughs> say, I would like to be right. that guy. How do you apply for that one? Already there has been alarm over the discovery of a fifty caliber rifle and ammunition in a remote mountain location, apparently close to the site of the cross-country skiing competition. Well, A, it could be some mountain guy who's up there living in his cabin. Mm-hmm. B, it could have been uh, part of that uh, biathlon situation. Where, or, or uh, well, former, we, don't, we don't know what this was. Former commie says, if I lose my gun, I'll have one over at the third tree. You know, you just don't. Uh, in my cartoon bubble, I can't construct a situation in which terrorists are going to attack cross-country skiers. <laughs> uh, they're, you know, they're, they want to get the whole crew involved. A ring of steel has been thrown around the Rice-Eccles Stadium on the edge of the city where tonight's ceremony will take place, and similar fences and checkpoints have been erected around Olympic Square in the city center where medals will be presented. Spectators at all other venues will have to pass through metal detectors and have been warned to arrive hours early because lines are expected. The difficulty of searching people swathed in bulky winter clothing is expected to compound the problem. Competitors will be shuttled from the Olympic Village to events several hours before they are due to perform. Cameras will be trained on the grounds, including many with face recognition technology that will be monitored by the FBI and checked against criminal databases. With last year's anthrax attacks heightening fears that the crowds may be targeted with a chemical or biological attack, anthrax-fighting drugs and smallpox vaccine have been stockpiled. The Centers for Disease Control have sent dozens of disease detectives who will examine a stream of data from hospitals, labs, and air monitors for any sign of an attack. Mike Levitt, the governor of Utah, suggested that you can make the argument that this will be the safest place on earth. Well, see, that's the problem. Uh, the problem is that we, uh, we have reached a point where we just, we want things to be safe. We want no risk. And my fear is that we're willing to trade too much for that false promise. Uh, what's the old saying? Uh, those who would trade uh, liberty for freedom will soon have neither. I'm paraphrasing. I can't even remember whose quote that is. Security it's for It's some freedom. old guy with one of those powdered... Franklin, I think it? it's a powdered wig. Oh, okay. Uh, let's see. Uh, Mitt Romney, president of the Salt Lake Organizing Committee, said there are no guarantees in the world of counterterrorism. Tom Ridge, the White House Director of Homeland Security, said that he is satisfied with the arrangements. I'm comfortable that they have done everything possible to secure the venues. Liadi Aniana. All right. Uh, and so far, this is only going to cost $310 million. That's public money. Where's that other story? Well, I got all. I got, and that's I, not included in the 530 that uh, GW wanted for Homeland Security, right? This is just for the Olympics at 300. Chris? Yes. Go ahead, please. Well, Joe, I have to see your last caller was wrong. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because uh, in my experience as uh, airline pilot going through security, the person who is ultimately trusted with the passengers of the aircraft. All the stuff that's been implemented and that we've been going through as, uh, as crew members and passengers is, sure, it's there to make everyone a little bit more happy, a little bit more safe feeling, but is it really security? I think that we've come to the conclusion, and you have too, that perception is not reality. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's not going to 
it, it does detract from an element of fun going to the Olympics. I myself am not going to the Olympics, but I can imagine that if there is lots of uh, metal detectors, hand searches, whatever going on, if that is part of the plan, that people may be turned away from some venues just out of the sheer uh, unwillingness to have to go through the same thing they went through a half an hour ago at the airport. Right. Well, there's already reports of unsold hotel rooms and tickets available for many events. Now, as I say, uh, this could all be media overhype. I mean, it may work very smoothly, and the people who are there are going to come home and say, man, you should have been there. It was fun. It was not a hassle. Because that is often the case, that, that, the me- that, that the media can overstate these problems. Absolutely, and I think that was definitely the case, specifically uh, during the holiday travel season, um, when the media was saying, well, you know, people aren't going to be traveling as much by airplane because of the uh, events post-September 11th. Yeah, I went during the holiday. I went overseas during the uh, on December 22nd. The plane was packed. Yeah, they have. we have just been pulling records left and right as far as load factor in the airline industry. Mm-hmm. And the media, I don't think they want to let go of the game of, uh, yeah, well, we have to still have a story for uh, the evening news here. I think that's true. I can't Another let, but I, I but I can't I can't let the government off the hook either. I I agree with that too, and I was just going to say that I think that the government is completely uh, being driven the wrong direction. Initially, uh, they wanted to have a security bill that would be uh, you know turning things over to them. Yet there's going to be no standard. They've said right in that bill that's going to take have have the government take over the uh, security checkpoints at airports, they're Mm going to say right in the bill, they have said that there will be five airports, some of them large airports nationwide, that won't be Mm government-run, so that the private sector companies can still become better and develop new ways to become better. Well, where's the standard? Right, I agree. Perception is not reality, Joe. Chris, thank you. You're welcome. Uh, Stay tuned. We'll be back. The Talk Station, AM 1500 KSTP. You see them all the time, outside... In alleyways, leaning against houses looking run down and forlorn. When there seems to be little hope left, they are impounded. This is where you can help. By making a small tax-deductible donation to the Lawnmower Society of Gumption County, you can make a positive difference in the mechanical performance and well-being of these still useful machines until they can find caring homes. Mowers at the Lawnmower Society suffer from problems like clogged carburetors, dull blades, rock damage, and unchanged oil. By making a simple donation to the Lawnmower Society of Gumption County, you will be ensuring that they receive the mechanical care and degreaser they need. You can help a lawnmower go from this to this. To make a donation or to adopt one of the dozens of mowers at the Gumption County Lawnmower Society, go to lsgc.org. The Lawnmower Society of Garage Logic, operated by Mr. Unbelievable, and let them mow. Mow like the wind again. Good luck. You don't say that in your songs, though. Oh, yes, I do. Every song tails off with good luck. I hope you make it. When he says good luck, you know exactly what he means. Joe Suchere. Didn't that sound like Ty standing around Dylan there? (laughs) (laughs) Maybe it was. Vicky. Yeah, hi, Joe. I want to tell you about something that happened on a charter flight out of Cancun on Monday. All right. Uh, there were a few young men probably in their 20s that were still celebrating the New England Patriots win at 2 o'clock Monday afternoon mm-hmm. when they boarded the flight, so they were pretty intoxicated. But they got to get on the flight, and everybody was waiting, all knew who they were. So we're sitting in the airplane on the tarmac, and our seats are probably in the middle of the plane, and these young guys get on and they end up way in the back of the plane and one of the flight attendants comes walking up and I can hear her tell the head flight attendant that passengers were complaining about those, you know, the kids that had sit back there. And she looks, she looks up and she looks down the aisle. She says, well, I'm not putting up with this. And she's got about three inch stack heels on. She goes pounding down the aisle and I can't hear anything she says when she gets back there. So it's real quiet, and everybody's kind of waiting to see what happens. All of a sudden, there comes all this clapping and cheering from the back of the the airplane. She comes stomping back up, and so we figure that you know she's taking it, you know, taking care of this. And then she gets on her phone, and her and she says over the uh, airways that we're supposed to be watching the uh, 
the screen monitoring all the safety instructions, and then she also tells us that it is a lie that you have to obey what the flight crews, flight attendants tell you, and you have to obey all of their directions. There wasn't one person in that plane that was not watching that screen. Mm-hmm. They, she had, uh, I don't know if she gave them the look or what, but they knew that they had to shape up. Did they? You know what? The whole flight was quiet. Really? I wonder what she told them. Boy, I wish I had sat back there. They, we were all in the middle of the plane going, I wonder what she said. Yeah. Was she an older gal? Yeah, she was probably in her 30s or so, and she just had excuse me, excuse control me? of the whole situation. Vicki, yes. I said, was she an older gal, and you said, yes, she was in her 30s? <laughs> From the other flight attendants, she was the oldest oh. one there. All right. <laughs> she gave him what so, for? Yep, you bet. All right, thank you. Plus them. Thanks, right, thank bye. Thank you. Where does that put you? I don't know. Russ? Hey, Joe. Hi. Two weeks ago, Friday, I flew out uh, with the family uh, out of Minneapolis here into San Diego. Did the, uh, the the thing they tell us to do, get there three hours early. I had about two hours and 45 minutes to wait at the gate. Mm-hmm. Um, did curbside check-in. The lady in front of me did not have her ident- uh, identification. The uh, They checked her in using her credit card and her Social Security card. Mm-hmm. Um, Again, we uh, we blew through the security uh, checkpoints. Um, no trouble. We had two hours and 45 minutes to wait. On my way home, we were late getting to the airport because of family pictures. We had about 45 minutes uh, until the flight took off. We ended up waiting for a half hour. Really? It was amazing. Mm-hmm. And, I, I mean, we had um, myself, the wife, the 4-year-old, the 2-year-old, and then uh, mom and da- uh, my, my mom and dad, too. Mm-hmm. It was it was no problem whatsoever. Mm-hmm. On Except, the flight, we had a cop. We yeah. felt safer because of the cop than because of the security. Right. And it's it, it mirrors exactly what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Well, what you you say everything went great except yeah. except on this end, you spent two hours and forty five minutes at the airport that you didn't need to spend. I there. didn't need to spend absolutely. Right. And you know we did what they told us to do was no problem. We had a cop flying out, on, like I said, on the plane with us. We felt safer than waiting two hours and 45 minutes. Mm-hmm. All right, well, thank you. Good luck. Good luck. It's just where this leads that you got to think. you got to look out. Where is this leading? This, this constant drumbeat of, uh, of uh, security. There's a great story out of uh, Great Britain, uh, what's taking place over there. And these euphorians have long since given up. So whatever's happening there we might see here will you hear this story stay tuned we'll be back with much more this is the talk station am 1500 kstp st paul minneapolis he's a man who spends hours in hardware stores sifting through the nuts and bolts of life joe Souchere. That's right. This is the uh, final segment of the Best of GL here. Reavers back in the Garage Logic Podcast Studios, and uh, I want to welcome in a special guest, and he's been a longtime supporter of Garage Logic. His name is Mike Fratelloni with Fratelloni's Ace Harbor and Garden Stores. And Michael, I know you're on the line, and I know you have zero idea why I have invited you to come on here today. But the reason Joe is not here today, ladies and gentlemen, is he is in the city of Dallas along with the CP and a bunch of the station brass. Uh, because Garage Logic has been nominated for a Marconi Award, and it's uh, it's not the first time GL has been nominated, but it's basically the highest award a radio show and now a podcast can receive. And Joe really he basically he somewhat uh, alluded to it earlier or uh, yesterday, excuse me. But this is a big darn deal, and I wanted to take a minute to to not only recognize that feat because GL is, in my opinion, the best podcast out there, but also the fact that. This is cool. And Mike, you've been with the show longer than I have. You've been one of the longest supporters of Garage Logic. So I wanted to thank you for that relationship over the years and, uh, and, and also congratulate you in a certain regard. Well, so if you guys win a Marconi, is it like I won a Marconi? Because I'm one of the sponsors of the show. Basically, yeah. You, then you won a Marconi. Can I carry the Marconi around for 24 hours like the Stanley Cup? Yes. In fact, what we should do. I love that idea. So what we should do then is every sponsor associated gets to pose with it and maybe take a tour in Eveleth like some of the NHL players will always do. Oh, I love that idea. idea. I love that well, idea. Let, let me get serious because you guys are not going to brag about your show. Sure. But I'm going to do it. When you guys moved to a podcast format, everyone was kind of wondering what was going to happen. And your show 
is skyrocketing in popularity. Well, thank you. It is, it is getting to be like it's, it's got to be Minnesota's largest podcast by far. I right? believe it is at this moment, correct? I'm, well, I can't imagine anything's close to it. And what I really, really love is when you talk about your sponsors and what they see from people who are like, hey, I'm a garage logician and I'm going to go to Grunhofer's or I'm going to go to uh, buy Batelli Ebay or whatever it is. It's so cool to see that and be part of that. If Joe doesn't win, I say we never talk the word Marconi again. <laughs> uh, it, it, I mean, if they, I don't know who he's up against. He could be up against people that are fantastic. But from what Joe's done his entire career, if he doesn't win moving from a radio to a podcast format and killing it in the podcast format, something's wrong. Yeah, it's just probably never going to happen. He should just stay in Dallas and retire. Is that what you're saying? Well, I, I just can't <laughs> figure out what the, uh, yeah. how it could not happen. i got to talk to you about Grand Offers. Please, go ahead. Okay, so Fratelloni's is a sweet little company. We sponsored the show since day one, and you never spend seven to nine minutes talking about how we all need to run up the Grand Offers and here, give me your list, and I need to get some rookie burgers. <laughs> and I think what I need to do is I need to get, is it Spencer at Groundhoffers? Yes, Spencer, yes. I need to get Spencer to put coolers in every one of the Fratelloni stores, 21 metro locations, all throughout the metro, and sell his top 20 brats in Fratelloni stores, because then, you know, you live in Carver. Yeah. Never gonna, I mean, it's a long way. It, it, it's a it's a half-day haul for you to make it up to Spencer's place. But I will but, go to the Eden Prairie Fratelloni's. Right? See? Right? I could have I could have the Rookie Burger there. I could have... It just is a thought. That's not a bad idea. It's it's actually not a bad idea. I'm sure I can sell that kind of stuff in a cooler. I don't know why. If I can sell ice cream, what's the difference? I can sell meat. But wouldn't that be cool? I love that idea. I tell you what, here's what I'll do. Some extra brats. I sell some brats. Yeah, go ahead. I'll have your people contact. Wait, no, no. I'll have I'll have his people. I'll have my people contact his people to get in touch with your people. Oh, that sounds great. But hey, in all reality and in all seriousness, if I'm hoping he won. We don't know if he won, right? It, it, the ceremony is tonight. The ceremony is tonight. Joe, if you won, you absolutely deserved it. And Joe, if you didn't win, never mention the word Marconi <laughs> again. Awesome. Michael. Couldn't do it. Thank you, buddy. Michael, you're the best, and I'll see you tonight for another award-winning beer show, sir. See you in a couple hours. All right, there he goes. Mike Fratelloni with Fratelloni's Ace Harbor and Garden Stores. And yes, uh, GLers, it is true, and it's very cool. And uh, give Joe a shout-out on Twitter, at Joe Souchere, or just hit me up, hit Rookie up, hit any one of us up, and we'll send those kind regards uh, the way of the mayor and uh, wish him the best of luck tonight. And uh, as I can attest, I've been a part of this show for about a decade. It's truly been a pleasure and uh, and been an honor, and I'm uh, I feel very privileged to be able to work with these guys every single day. So anyway, uh, hey, thank you so much for tuning into the best of Garage Logic. But please give us a shout out, give us a little rating on Apple iTunes. It helps spread the wealth and uh, and spread the word of GL and help other people find the podcast and continue to grow what we love here on GL. Thank you so much for tuning in, and we'll catch you next time. It's the best of GL Reavers. We'll talk to you again.